afternoon. Meet Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, a podcast about movies and friendship. This is season five, Kevin Bacon's Exquisite Corpse, and we are just four salesmen trying to get back to Chicago by playing a very long movie-watching game. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falkell, and I'm recording, as always, in beautiful North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm joined today... On the bottom of the screen, if you're looking at the, the YouTube stream, um, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland, and he's short and skinny, but he's strong. His first baby came out sideways, and he didn't even scream. It's Anthony Lopez. Look, Alex, if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the bathroom and watch you take a piss. <laughs> My favorite Can you imagine anybody actually doing that insults. kind of... I don't feel like yeah. anyone would punch you for that, because it's just yeah. so... Quippy that you'd be like, okay, well, hold on, buddy. How long did you have that in your back? Yeah, there's pocket? a writer's yeah. team that like steps out from behind, yeah. like the the luggage. Yeah, I, that's the kind of thing that's like too good to actually sting. I think um, that taxi drive taxi stand guy was pissed, but yeah. I don't buy it. Um, also joining us, he's the co-host of Old Gamers Almanac. He's from the woods of Brooklyn. Uh, he's an easy target. You know, he talks too much. He listens too much. He's he could be a cold-hearted hearted cynic like you, but he doesn't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you you want to think you think about him what you want. But he's not changing. He likes him. His wife likes him, <laughs> even if it killed her. It's Hunter Donaldson. <laughs> okay. That was the longest. I had a heart attack. Uh, that was the longest <laughs> intro I've ever heard in I my life. I realized halfway through I could have stopped, but I'd written it all down. So I, I like the idea. Next time you do an intro, Alex, just like give a couple like half pauses and then keep on going, <laughs> so we don't know when we should cut in. Every time you're about to come in, I did pick the other two short lines to make up for that one. Um, so let's round out the panel yeah. in Northern California. Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling <laughs> in one night as he does in an hour. It's Ezra Fox. Okay, this is the only thing you can critique about me, though. I think I think everything mm. else is flawless. <laughs> Now I didn't pay this close attention. Did as a as a film? Did they make sure to precede that by having no, him constantly that's, playing? That's 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 I mean, I was, movie? I was looking at Steve's balls, and I didn't see anything didn't see going anything? on. Yeah. As for usual, I was staring at his balls, but not <laughs> just did not. Did well, not you got you got to just look at him and think like, do the curtains match the drapes? You know what I mean? That's the thing. Oh, with you Steve think Martin. is it? Is it and, you know, beautiful which, white hair? Yeah, which one? Which one went first? His hair, his head, or his pubic hair? You know what I mean? Right. Like one yeah, of them me. did. He went gray at, I believe, uh, like nine 18. years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you really got to looking it up like you had it written yeah. down on your notes. Yeah, that's why right, is a fun joke. Yeah. Which would be more disturbing for you in terms of order, guys? To go. If it was that white, so I, if it was just like like gray hairs, like a few dotted whatever, but if it's just like Steve Martin's pure white gray, it's Polar scarier if it's pubes first, for sure. That, yeah, that looks like that was, he that actually like saw, he had perfectly normal hair, and then he saw a ghost, and it fucked him up so <laughs> yeah. bad. So no, I guess it's just white. never what, covered, Which yeah. is more disturbing, if he saw a ghost with his face or with his nose? Mm. Yeah. I, I think if, yeah, if, if your junk saw if your a junk's, ghost. Yeah, if your junk sees a so ghost junk, I guess, is what yeah, it have yeah, to be, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Classic ghost junk. Scared oh, it. It's very if, white. If your if your if your junk sees a just a regular ghost, that's not going to work because no. it's not. It doesn't understand that. It but doesn't if it's ghost, yeah. If your well, junk sees some ghost junk, then wasn't it gets there gray. in the uh, Twin works. Peaks a guy who like when he does a murder, his hair turns gray immediately? Leland, at the end of season, yeah, near the end, uh, halfway through season one, he kills um. One of the uh, brother cousins and his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe that's he what happened. Steve Martin's dancing. junk killed somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and then looked at the ghost is what it would be. Yeah. We've all seen video of Steve Martin's comedy and stand up in the 70s. Uh, he killed a lot. All right. He was very, very good at stand up comedy. <laughs> I don't know crushing. if you know this about Steve Martin. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's probably true. I would love to see Steve Martin style comedy like on the circuit today because it feels yeah. <laughs> to me like it would crush in some rooms and also you'd watch some real tough nights. Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, have you? Did you guys watch his um his show with Martin Short that got like no, a Netflix version of it? It's it's oh, really really no, no, good. No, it's one. like they each do half the show, and like most of Steve Martin's stuff is just playing banjo music, right? Because that's he's like, fuck you. I'm he'd prefer that to comedy every any day now. Yeah. Uh, is it actually good he, though? Yeah, it's legitimately amazing. Like, I'm a big fan of Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah, I, I think they're both two of the funniest people to ever live. Um. I'm a big fan of like their writing and their style, but my wife and I have recently been watching Only Motors in the Building, and that yes. inspired us to watch their Netflix show, their Netflix uh, comedy special, and it's very, very charming. They they apparently do the show live pretty regularly. Yeah, I've seen them touring with it, and I bit. it's great. It's all, whenever you see it like on a poster or something, it's like, do you like self indulgent comedy? Come see, yeah, these two guys who are friends and just want to make you pay to see them be friends. That's that was the vibe I got. Yeah. from those posters but if it's actually good that's really good to know because i yeah, yeah i generally think positively about both of them yeah i i'm a big I like fan steve of martin more than i like martin short martin short can yeah. be more grating yes but steve i mean steve martin is also like like a legitimate like you know creative genius like he's one of those guys who's like he did stand up he's acting he's written a bunch of books he plays music incredibly well he can play a bunch of instruments he is just like one of those like true like guys who like as a society we're like we'll just pay you to keep doing whatever the hell you want and we'll downright yeah, he want to do bands as much of like cool. a perfect like late career as i could imagine oh, yeah. where mm. like especially with this show being a hit where it's like 50 years after he was first famous to be doing a thing that's like wow this is charming and clearly you did this so that you could hang out with your friend martin and so nice. you're having yeah. a new fun. friend yeah yeah, and you got a new you got a new friend who apparently is a singer, and one uh, new friend. The three of you hang out. Steve. It's delightful. It's it's yeah. And yeah, he said the the other day that he was definitely this is the last thing he's gonna do like on purpose, but he'll like he'll like mm. do some other things maybe, but he's not gonna try to do any yeah. more work. <laughs> I like I mean, what a cool way to retire. <laughs> this is you know I mean Steve Moten is the amount of things he's lo I've loved that he's done like growing up between stuff like this three amigos movies that meant a lot to me but I don't necessarily yeah. love as adult versus stuff that I've only like grown to appreciate more as I've gotten older like I don't know if you guys have all seen uh Bowfinger which you yeah. wrote I have not seen Bowfinger Bowfinger oh, is like one of like the greatest satires about movie making and like celebrity culture ever made. And like, it was one of those, like when I saw it when I was a kid, I didn't really get it. But as I've gotten older and every time I've revisited, I'm just like blown away by how smart that movie is. I haven't hmm. seen it in a long time. I should probably do a rewatch. Um, we did watch Eddie, LA Eddie story. That I love so much. Sorry. Go ahead. As Eddie, Eddie Murphy's dual role in that. I love yeah. so much in both. Fingers. He's very, very good in that. We watched L.A. Story for this a couple years ago when I moved here first, and I, it was the first time I'd seen it, and it was really charming and, and fun, and um, I also have, like, my parents had a book he wrote of short stories that he wrote very, mm -hmm. like, very young called Cruel Shoes, 
And there is a um, there's a story in there. A lot of it's questionable, but they're, uh, like just not that good. But some of it is very very good. And there is a um, gift of the magi parody where uh, like he donates his shin bones um, to get a gift for her. <laughs> anyway, and just that like has stuck with me for decades of like mm-hmm. him wobbling up on his knees to like hug her after <laughs> they give each other the magic. Anyway, this is a very very good little bit. That's fun. So I, I generally think very positively of him, but he's just like, seems like the chillest dude. Yeah. Um, he did do a master class, which I do not recommend. Okay. You did a master class on com- comedy. Well, I just watch it. You know, it's like you just, it's just a video, but I watched yeah, the master yeah, class on comedy class, and it was like, you know? oh, this is a person who's not thought too seriously about comedy in like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. It, that would make it, sense. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I don't know why. Why would like, you take yeah. a master class from a guy who f- has famously retired from comedy like a very yeah. long time ago? Like, I, Well, I mean, I'm not taking the classes like necessarily to take a class. I think is I'm not like, oh, I'm going to learn how to spray paint from oh, a I know, spray paint I, artist. No, no, no. I, I just want to watch him chat. But I also a... had curiosity about it. The you in that was everyone, everyone not yeah. specifically yeah. you. Right. Was I it mean, mostly he like, here's what you do. But... Work at the magic store at Disneyland for like 10 years. <laughs> like, just follow my exact path. Be in the 1970s. Guess on SNL a few times. around your head. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, get really into banjo. Switch over to a musical career and an annoying instrument. Um, be surrounded by assholes so massive, like Chevy Chase, <laughs> that anything you do seems like nice and quaint in perspective. Right. So that this way you can forever just be known as the nice guy. I think I actually did this movie, which we're going to take a break from to do the news and then come back to. But I did feel like I appreciated his like acting in a wacky movie more than I have yeah. before. Like the the work that he's doing is actually like was I thought very impressive in this movie. Yeah, his physical comedy is amazing. And also, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll get to him when we talk more about the movie. But John Candy is also just. Yes. Such a, so fucking good in this movie and like, yes yeah yeah it's so yeah. And these are it's i think he has probably the highest difficulty i think uh for this role oh, yeah. like, like yeah it's just, it's just the, the anyway I, I didn't know a lot going into this um but yeah I, i'm really excited to talk about that specifically yeah. in the meantime yeah. first i want to do a couple of things first i want to thank all of our fabulous meat buddies who have kept the show floating down the tracks against our will including new meat buddies <laughs> ezra and john who both joined the show um which i will you know we'll, Wait, we might what? do more if they want to thank you segment you've joined ezra Ezra, what? It's, Ezra? it's not you <laughs> finally it's not, you're i can the tell show. you ezra for sure it's not you Oh my god! This is um, weird. Look, I know it's weird. There are other Ezras, and I don't know that you have to take responsibility for everything an Ezra does, especially in a week like this. Uh, there's I a Ezra Miller's finally Which performed is... their greatest crime yet. They have <laughs> contributed to a podcast. <laughs> Truly, the thing that will finally get the Flash canceled. Uh, <laughs> I do want to say I think anyone who wants my reactions I think it is probably worth it to pop over to the YouTube to see the, the, just, the, the, just for the dealing with Ezra's our, feelings our, going on <laughs> all the yeah, emotions the show by the way this, the podcast is always available now on youtube.com slash Alex Falcone and you want to see Ezra cringe through other people's jokes it's it's worth the price <laughs> of mission, which is free um, but we do appreciate you can pay for it anyway if you want to become a meat buddy just like Ezra and John did this week. Um, if you want to help keep us limping down the tracks, go to metreon.com and we appreciate everybody who supports the show. Okay, um, real quick news update uh, today for segment one. First of all, no sign of the cat. Have not seen it since last oh. week. No. Devastating news. Um, very sad about it. Um, I assume back in its normal house. I even went and investigated the 
rival stoop no signs so uh, i believe this cat may have been brought indoors well i'm sure i'm sure the cat's crushing it somewhere <laughs> alex, yeah. alex the way you took a sip after that it was like it was like a csi pun that didn't have a pun basically because you're like, <laughs> yeah. beat. You're like i believe this cat it was, was just thirsty and i thought if i threw it to you guys glug, for a reaction glug, glug, i could glug, take glug. a sip and you were like let's just watch yeah. him drink from that <laughs> you guys left me hanging on that one um <laughs> Uh, second of all, real quick, I just want to take the, te- the 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 temperature of the room. Uh, new new Girl Scout cookie just dropped this week. Uh, oh man, the Raspberry Rally, which is a thin mint but raspberry. Oh wait, is there chocolate still? Is there mint? Yeah, still no, not mint. It's it's raspberry instead of mint. Still the same consistency, dipped in chocolate the whole thing. Mm, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I think frozen mint, and then and I generally do like a raspberry jam situation. But wait. Mm. Guys, yeah. we talked about Thin Mints, how there's two Thin Mints, depending where you There are live. also two Raspberry Rallies, just like there are two oh, of Jesus. every Girl Scout cookie. Yeah, this is a... Mm. Did you guys know this? I just found this out recently. No, I did not know this. What do you mean? There are two bakeries that produce Girl Scout cookies um, for different regions. Uh, and for some reason, they've decided to not agree on stuff. So you get different names sense. and different packaging and different, slightly different cookies for all That's of the awesome. types of cookies. Actually, I love that. That rules. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah I mean, it's, it's surprising. It's an universe. In our universe. Yeah, but you it would be so easy to be like, guys, just have one Zoom call, make the same cookie. This right. is a- well, it's too late though. It's like this is we just we, we have regional differences and we can't merge them back. It's like who right. wants to give up their favorite cookie yeah. that doesn't exist anymore? Right. This is dryers and briars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Girl Scouts and Girl Scouts. <laughs> Girl Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you buy them from one one bakery, they're called Girl Scout cookies, and from another one, it's called Boy Scout cookies. It's weird. <laughs> That is no, weird. It's Girl, Girl Scout Corkos. <laughs> Turkeys. Um, the other weird thing, the other interesting thing about Raspberry Rallies, though, only available online. What? That's you cannot buy directly from also. a Girl Scout, only from their, um, you know, whatever their uh, Shopify page, uh, however they're doing their Girl Scout e-commerce. Are you, like, trying to hawk some, like bootleg ass girl scout cookies on this podcast right now <laughs> what are you doing exactly what what is is three different that... cookies for every time <laughs> there's girl scout, cookies. Yeah, there's yeah. girl scout cookies and look, then there's Alex. something that <laughs> look, falcon Alex, scout cookies it's weird yeah. falcon <laughs> cookies yeah look, if i was you i would not try to upset the paramilitary organization known as the girl scouts all right yeah they will fucking hate drop into your backyard and yeah. fuck your shit up. It will pay someone to kill you, and it will <laughs> yeah. be a girl. So wait, wait, yeah. wait. Can we pitch though the Alex Faust scones? Whoa! Oh. scones for sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Just like my Falconiac ice cream from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Falconiac. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I, I have a name that will make cookies. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Um, I have a name that will make names. cookies. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, you can get it's either like whatever they're called, like peanut butter buddies, tagalongs, or mine, which looks like someone bought Oreos and rubbed peanut butter on them. That's an option. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> um, also, one more thing I want to say. So last week we talked a little bit about the streaming um, situation, uh, the HBO Max Discovery Plus world, and they had an, a, a, a call after that. And I, the, there are two things about the update that are really funny. One is that they said they're going to move all of their content to the Discovery Plus tech stack because they believe that is better than the HBO tech stack. And yeah. what's so funny about that is that I am one of the few people in the world, I think, who looks at Discovery Plus three times a day. I, <laughs> I open that yeah. app constantly. I love Discovery Plus. 
50-50 whether it'll open every time I click yeah. on it on my Roku TV. I mean, it is nice. I've heard that people have HBO Max problems where the images don't load or whatever when it's a Game of Thrones drop night. Discovery Plus on a normal ass morning, 50-50 whether you can yeah. open it. Wow. Well, did you guys see actually see some of the slides from the presentation? I was going to bring up one of the, the slides because I did. Yeah. The, the thing that they one they they assume you're a woman, Alex, because you love Discovery. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> slide, but they had I did. And they're probably they I mean one... from the look of it like I it's weird that they say that because there are so many shows about really big boats. Yeah. Like there's nine different shows that are called yeah. like these boats are big or like monster big. ships and like real like big ass boats or like that these boats are coming <laughs> for you. But yeah, like well, I mean, it's just it goes into like the the way that the culture works. So if you guys didn't see, there's one slide in particular that's gotten a lot of people upset when they talk about how like HBO is lean in television and that means it's for men. Right. Men like to watch stuff and lean in. Discovery <laughs> is lean back television, which means it's women's television. Like this is what the What's site so, actually there's so said. There's so many things about this that are so funny, but one of them is I believe women called dibs on the phrase lean in. I think that's <laughs> right. women's <laughs> phrase. I don't know how you could get that one backwards. But yeah, to just be like, that's what they're modeling their entire business off is be like, we got women who love honey, boo boo, and boats. We got men who love Game of Thrones and hacks. Let's well, shove other, it together yeah, into one. In act. a related <laughs> world, if one of the slides said they were talking about their properties they have, and one of them it was like HBO has Game of Thrones, and Discovery Plus has the Ninety Day Fiance Universe. Equal. Yes. And I love that that was their like that's their cinematic universe that they're so proud of. They're yeah. doing crossovers. There's fiancés from the the. 120 day fiance movie, whatever Whoa. the sequel is, they're just 90 popping day in, fiance of thrones. That would be pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Ooh. You know? I mean, that is kind of like the subtext of Game of Thrones, right? It's very important yeah, to get a fiance true. and a bride in well, West that's, that's very, very important, you know. And if that person is your sister, it'll cause this whole chain of events. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. There'd be a lot of that on that show. Is, yeah. did, um, is Dragon started already? Have you seen Dragons yet? House of Dragons? No, I don't House think Dragons? Dragons? You couldn't pay me to watch that, okay? I can't imagine I watching it. I... Hold on, well, we hold could on. Pay you totally could pay me to watch you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely could, could pay you. You could not pay me to watch. to watch the first episode. I will not. No, get, send me the offers. Two hundred ain't enough. I'm not. Two hundred fifty dollars. Well, but if there no. isn't enough, then we can pay. No, we can't. We are not ready to pay. Listen, you I don't know what the number is, but it's it might be too much. So that's the thing. That's what I'm well, saying is you so, can't pay me to do I, it. My feeling Not is if range. somebody will pay you $50 to watch Game of Thrones colon uh, Dragon World, he'll probably pay 75 Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, and then I, John Kenny comes and steals your Dragon World. Game before of you can Thrones actually watch it. stole hours of my life and my money. It left me penniless and alone. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I do not want to watch more of this no, We just don't use pennies Thrones. very often. Yeah. He's got dollars, though. Yeah, I mean, okay. well, no, they, yeah, it's because Weiss and Benny have made a giant throne out of all of Hunter's pennies. And they true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Who will sit on the copper throne? I mean, so here's... My thing about the new Game of Thrones show, which I, I, I whatever, I, I enjoyed the Game of Thrones universe. I like the books. I do love this uh, massive shit talking tour Georgia Ramon has been on to be like, yeah. look, those fucking assholes, they ruined that last thing. Let's just call it spade a spade. Like, I mean, in like, his defense, like he has not did. written the ending and yeah. they wrote an ending and yeah, the yeah, ending yeah, was they, bad. They, they lapped you. Well, yeah. They, they decided. <laughs> 
that they were going to go make their Star Wars movie. That's what they wanted to get out and do. And because they sabotaged Game of Thrones so bad, they lost their Star Wars movie. They didn't get to make this. They wanted to make Star Wars and their Confederate fan fiction show. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Neither oh my of God, those were that did not happen. Yeah, but but, but just like, from the... George R. R. Martin's perspective, like it's he has such a good case to make, which is like yeah. you all hated the ending to the TV show, and I have made it clear, I'm not. I don't I haven't figured out the ending yet. I, mean, I don't know how I wanted to actually end. Or I, you guys like the ending. <laughs> and his his thing is like he kept he's just he's been very public the last few weeks in a lot of interviews talking about how like. He left the show after season four and had nothing to do with it after that. They right, didn't right, right. want him involved. He told them the ending and said, you know, you were going to need at least another three seasons to get there. And they said, uh, we're going to do it in two short ones and not do three <laughs> more seasons after that. Because we want to go to the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, but I do love this. Like, yeah, yeah. These guys, the guys who aren't here anymore, the guys who we was, you know, totally talking about how awesome they were when they were here. They're not here anymore. So they suck. It was all their fault. They did this. <laughs> they hurt you. Us, we're good. We're making it a good new thing. Yeah. Um, and I so do are you going to watch the Dragon show? Um, I might get around to it. I have no rush. I really do. I mean, I said this after the Game of Thrones finale aired, but they like I felt like they they basically turned the lights off in the Game of Thrones franchise and locked the door on their way out, right? It really it does sort of feel I like I really that, yeah. felt like the ending. Also, the I mean, talk about yeah. I mean, <laughs> Game of Thrones was the biggest cultural phenomenon of the last like probably 15, 20 years on TV, and it was everyone was talking about it till no one talks about it, right? Yeah, right. Just like I, the right. ending was so bad, it like wiped it away. I mean, that's the same um, thing with Lost, though. I, think, I guess I'm, I'm kind of okay. curious. Are there any other things where it's like mm. the end, like the end really makes the it end so this is unwatchable, oh, unrewatchable? Justified the means? Oh, that's pretty Whoa. good. Like, ruined the means somehow? For the record, justified Whoa. still very watchable. Just, I mean, <laughs> I, I, we could talk about... Um, right, bonus YouTube joke. Hunter's, uh, yeah. I saw that you made a joke face. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking um, of finales, Hunter, I'm sure there are watch, other things, um, but... Did you watch Better Call Saul finale? No, night? no, no. I am, it, not, I am not caught up. I'm I mean, not caught up at all. I mean, talk about not one, but two really good endings. Both Breaking Bad and Better Call yep. Saul. The finale of Better Call Saul yep. is so fucking good. So pitch perfect. I believe it. it is I believe it. Ama- I'm amazed. And like they are like, they're the best example. I think it's really interesting because people always complain about like Game of Thrones or like Lost not being planned out. And that's why they sucked. Uh, right. But, I mean, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are great examples of they don't plan anything out on that show, right? They literally started the final season of Breaking Bad with Walt having a gun in his trunk, and they had no idea what he oh, was going to use that gun for, right? They just right. make it up as they go along. and they, well, You they, just write good. Just yeah. you write good. <laughs> you just write good. Every good. Write real good. Where the writing you don't needs to happen. Writing good cause, just because it's the end. Yeah, right. but yeah, they yeah. like. <laughs> Their whole thing for both of those shows is like their writing room philosophy is like a foot in front of her face. That's all yeah. we plan out for, right? Yeah. And like the way that they were able to build to not one, but two such satisfying, complete endings that enrich everything, especially with Better Call Saul. Doing it with a prequel, which I think will be interesting for Game of Thrones as well, because uh, you know prequels are very hard in general. This new Game of Thrones show is going to be a prequel. 
fairy hell when you kind of know roughly what's going to happen. But the fact that they were able to make a prequel that is better, I think, better than the original show yeah, that it's well, wait, inspired yeah, by I wanted, is I w- also wanted to say that on the record on this podcast, because people are going to be saying this on podcast for the next year, Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. So you take that yeah. one to the bank, okay? Yeah, I'm cashing that now. All I will, right. Um, I am not into either of these shows, so I don't have. But I do want my one thing I want to contribute. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's just a, a great, delightful internet moment, which is that the Better Call Saul subreddit decided to treat the end of this show as if it's showing previews for this upcoming spinoff. Oh yeah, the about a guy cooking meth to get money. <laughs> like yeah. that he, they're just going to pr- they're pretending this show is the the show and then, then there's like yeah. also this other spinoff that they're going to they're like are you guys interested? Are you have you seen the trailers? Yeah, that's are cute. we going to watch it? And I like this. It's a very good bit. That's it's funny. a good bit. That's and I love really a group funny. bit when everybody is like on on board has right. Okay, but we got to move on. Way too much news as usual. News you can be sick of. That's our motto. But f- now it's time to get to segment two, the game. It's time for segment two, the game. This week, we are watching Planes, Trains, No Oxford, Comma, and Automobiles, the 1987 <laughs> American comedy film written, produced, and directed by John Hughes. Starring Steve Martin as Neil Page, John Candy as Del Griffith, and Kevin Bacon as Man Running for Taxi. Best, yep. best, best Kevin Bacon. I think yes. seen those so are the, the the stars of the movie. Three equal <laughs> I mean, billings. This is one of those movies that even the people who weren't famous at the time would go on to be famous. Like every bit role is played by a least minimum. Oh, oh, it's that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. every yeah, there's single a lot of bit that I was role. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's played by somebody who would go on to have an incredible career. It's wild. This movie's cast. Um, it's delightful. Yeah, it's it's really fun. But Kevin Bacon, just a little bit in this movie, um, but <laughs> worth mentioning because it's going to come up again. Um, we moved here via a constitutional crisis. So just to recap, in case you didn't have a chance to listen to our bonus episode where we sorted this out, Ezra picked a movie featuring Kevin Bacon as his uh, goal movie, then used the rule that if you don't want to go from the scoring movie previous, you can reset to any movie featuring Kevin Bacon to reset to his own movie. This may or may not have been prohibited by the rules, but was certainly deemed uncool by the the committee. Yes. Yeah. Anthony then saved him from being uncool by playing a card allowing you to su- suspend run, one rule and the rule he chose to suspend is that if you get to your movie you get points for it. That's the rule. He's re- removed that rule for, for an one entire round. round. For one whole round. Um, so Ezra gets to get his movie but he reaps no rewards for it um, except for the oh. benefit of having tested the limits of this constitution. For now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex, what is the, the turn order again? Because yeah, Ezra was first. I forgot. Just in case. You're, you're up next, so I hope you have a movie I'm, ready. It's wait, I'm picking the movie me. today? Yes, you yeah. are. Oh, fuck. I'm glad I asked. Okay, give me a minute. <laughs> Well, we're going to have, have hopefully minute. 26 minutes when we talk about the oh, movie. Shit. You to prepare. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, guys. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened on this show. <laughs> I'm sure you could just like... Anthony just... We try and talk about the movie, and Anthony just keeps being like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can't oh, God. Just terrible Wait, researching sounds. There's no movies in here. 
I don't know why this John is hard, Anthony. Why can't you I just pick another speech? It's your other least other favorite movie. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, who's who's after this, Alex? Who's and then who's me? The order. Then, then, then you, and then Hunter, yes. and then me. I'm last, okay. baby. Last for the fifth time out of seven. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up. So I guess I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I should have maybe figured out a plan with Anthony ahead of time, but I was just like, hey, oh, not my shit. turn. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you want to, um, Anthony, if you want to figure out a two move uh, move you can do, I would be willing to maybe. Um, but well, also, I, we... I would love to just like straight up get to your movie so that you can get no points for it. I would like to really kind of game the system. Oh, here, right. That's know? why yeah. I didn't do that. Of course, it's yeah. because I don't want to get yeah. to that. Um, and actually, also, you haven't picked your next movie yet, have you? Yeah, we'll be doing that true. at some point after this. Yes. Okay. Um, I we you just watch Bowfinger if you want. Anyway, we got that is true. I might do that. Um, uh, we can also watch the Spanish Prisoner. Uh, that's a movie that he he's in that I enjoyed back in the day. Uh, well, Mammoth. All right, but anyway, back to work. So we've got to talk about this movie. So this is where were we? Blah blah. Constitutional Crisis. Ezra gets nothing. Okay, great. So now it's time for me to summarize. In my patented one-sentence summary, in case you have not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987, here is the movie. Steve Martin and John Candy are both in New York, but it's almost Thanksgiving, so they would like to be in Chicago, but it's hard. <laughs> movie? Um, that's not enough? Not enough. You want more? No, okay. you got it. No, that's, that's, good. It. that's basically yeah. it. You got it. We'll give you, for people who haven't seen it, Chicago. there's going to be troubles along the way to get to Chicago. Um... But here are the list of troubles. It's hard to find a cab. Your plane is late. You bu got bumped from first class. Your flight was diverted to Wichita. There's no flights to Chicago from Wichita. There's no hotels in Wich Wichita. There's a you go to a ride to a hotel in a cool cab. How terrible. Um, you share a room in a motel. You're burgled. You're in the back of a sexist pickup truck to Stubville. The train breaks down. You walk on a, across a field in Je to Jefferson City. You take a bus to St. Louis, where I will be performing September 2nd and 3rd. <laughs> Tickets available now. Alex Falcone. Dot Ninja. If you are living in the St. Louis region and want to come see me. Healing Comedy Club in St. Louis, September 2nd and 3rd. Then you take a rental car that's not in space v5 then you get punched by a taxi dispatcher for being too quippy you barely survive an extremely serious car accident a car crash not an accident it was caused by john candy no but, accident I mean, to be had no, here this look. is a reckless driving that could have murdered a lot of people yeah they only get stay alive by the get dumbest em. of luck get yeah, he, he says he can buff that right out he can buff that right out if and he then can they, buff it right uh, out it's not an accident it's fine then I don't your understand vehicle how remains in career you survived back, you ride in the back of a refrigerated truck and then you take a safe and effective commuter rail across chicago and um, back and back and then back and again, walk to, I guess. wherever chicago whatever suburb you live in because he clearly was not living in chicago all right so that's the movie um uh, well don't St. forget Louis, well also your, your wife is at home having a s obvious subplot that was cut out of this movie because she is <laughs> way too dramatic. Oh, yeah. He comes yes. I mean, I don't oh, know if you guys know about was? this. Well, don't it, about this I'll tell you my theory first before you tell me what actually happened. I think she believes that the that uh, Steve Martin and John Candy are dating. Yes. She gives them a look oh, really? that says, no. I think you guys are doing it. And you yeah. know what? I'm just happy to have my husband back. We're open now. That was the so, look she gave him. That's uh, the subtext I read. Tell me what's actually the truth. You're kind of right. So, okay, this movie mm. is like one of those famous, um, like, I don't even know how this happens with a movie like this. This movie is 90 minutes, 91 minutes on the day, mm -hmm. all right? 
the first cut of this movie was three hours and 15 minutes long. Oh, my God. He what? cut out an entire what? movie to what? get to this length. All right. So this movie. That's so much movie. What's yeah. the other movie? What, I, what was else was going on? A bunch of shenanigans they got up to. He just shot them uh, okay. doing shenanigans. But there's a subplot originally with the wife who believes he's not stuck on the road. He's having an affair. And that every time he talks about Dell, he's talking about this woman he's sleeping with. Right. Oh. So the mm-hmm. wife kind of like, but all of that got exercised from the movie, but they only had her oh, takes so- of her like crying when he came home with Dell. Right. Uh, so the look so- that she was giving him was like relieved that it wasn't an affair. Just like, oh, thank goodness. It's John Candy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's not fucking like a young, hot newer me he's fucking this bear right it's a much happier thing yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fine that's Um, fine interesting wow this this is one of those movies that has like a full movie worth of cut scenes well it's interesting because we lost the time one of the things i like about this movie is that it's it's tight it's just like we have this one mission we will go on it we will have obstacles until we don't and that's the whole movie and it doesn't have an elaborate b plot he does try to call and he can't but that's pretty much yeah. it. And so the fact well, that there I mean, was a I, whole 90 minute B plot is really interesting. Well, I got to imagine, especially with like John Candy, Steve and John being at like the height of his powers at this point. Right. They kind of had a lot of like just fucking around and coming up with fun situations to right. put them into, you know. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like no one has ever seen any of that lost footage. It's all saved somewhere, probably been destroyed. But yeah, there's like a full movie. Of planes, trains, and automobiles that was cut out of planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, so my other theory at the end, because I could tell something was up. My other theory was that John Candy is a serial killer. And this is oh. a prequel to a movie of John Candy murdering a series of ad executives across the Midwest. I mean, what's in the Uncle trunk? Buck, Buck what's in the trunk? We, we don't know That's what's in the trunk. trunk he's carrying around. We have no <laughs> idea what's in the trunk. And also, he's like he claims to have no home. So there's not. it's not clear why he would actually want tickets to Chicago in the first place. It yeah, feels like what he was he doing? Huh? Abandoned all his plans <laughs> to just follow Steve Martin around. Uh, I think he's going to eat him or something. I think he's... Wow. It's, it's curtains for Steve. That's my other theory. Yeah, I mean, it is that. Be- I mean, because th- this character archetype obviously existed before this movie. But I feel like the annoying person that like your straight man character has to go on a road yeah, trip for right, right. is a movie we've gotten a lot since then. And it's a very, so very many. delicate um, like, what, like thing to it's balance. balance. Yeah, John yeah. Candy gets it. Because John Candy could do anything. He was so fucking talented and hilarious and lovable, even in like super small roles, like in Home Alone, his like essentially like 10 minutes of screen well, time. Which was I will say, I was day. sure that this was the movie where John Candy was in a polka band. The fact that they were never mm. in a truck with a polka band was very surprising to me. Yeah. This was, I, I, I thought going into this is going to be a little more, uh, I mean, like, like a, a caricature basically and the, the amount of humanity i think that that, that john candy has in the in the role uh yeah. like yeah. It, this would be so hard to, to get right basically to make this like more of like a uh a really warm character in that way i think that's it was so easy to overshoot on it and they didn't yeah i i, th- I think that that's true I, I do come away from this feeling like the balance of like because he's playing an annoying person that's ruining steve martin's life but I'm also in all of the scenes that Steve Martin is in on in my living room. 
And so he's also annoying me the whole time. Every disgusting noise he makes, I'm also having to listen to. Like, and I do feel like John Candy does as good as a human could do at that role. And I do think they humanize him without going like overboard with it. But Mm. I do not feel he's particularly redeemed in the end. Like, Mm. he really, I, oh, for sure. Look, okay, so he's he's a he's a con man. He is a professional con man and a liar. He's He's a thief. He is an extremely unsafe driver who absolutely could have killed thirty people. He is a guy who takes off his shoes on an airplane on a two-hour flight. How do you do this? He should be in jail. How do you do this, Alex? How do you do that? There are a few things that I am most taking shoes off on. Which kind of count as one movies hanging upside down from your legs? Do you hang? yourself upside down to watch the movie how do you do this do you not hate when people take off their shoes on an airplane it's yes yeah capital punishment that's the only i don't generally (laughs) believe in it that's one time i don't know how you do i like i like it like yeah alex alex because his his judge dread like helmet on basically was like i'm sorry (laughs) but i see your feet and so that's (laughs) that's what's up I mean, no, I, I mean, I like I generally had an OK time. I think it's all right. I think it's a, it's a yeah. fine movie. I think John Candy is is a delight. I think he's incredibly talented. And I think him and Steve Martin are fun and they do a good job. Yeah. I, I do think it's weird that he basically kills people like he he could kill people. And they're like, oh, but you know what? He's the genuine article. Whatever. How did, well, wait, can you walk me through? Am that, I just the, like, did I miss his, something in the no, movie? His, or? his driving is so criminally unsafe. If that's an accident, he's genuinely going to jail for what happened there. That was so devastatingly dangerous. And I it's I cannot have fun in a, in a car accident scene in a movie. It stresses me out so much because mm. I'm like a little bit scared of driving. The idea of somebody being that level of like uh, uh, irresponsible is is very upsetting to me. I also, mean, he's like, trying to take his scene. poker off. It can happen to anyone. You get both um, loops no, caught in a that, Even before yeah. that, the 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 way he is uh, singing, they're the piano. swerving all yeah, over. Yeah. And then all, which, and I, I can play drums while I'm driving. I have no problem doing that without causing that level of, of <laughs> chaos. And then Humble throwing back. his lit cigarette in the car, like that ends up causing the fire. I mean, it's, yeah. The, the the unsafe driving is really bad for me. And then he really does rent a car with someone else's credit card, which is like thievery. After saying the one thing he won't accept is that he's a thief. He does thief stuff. And the You're scene right. where he like sells all his shower curtain rings is like he just lies to people's faces over and over and over again. But they like it though. It's not true. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that his life is not going well. In fact, I'm gonna rewatch the movie right now, and at the end when the big reveal, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, take that. <laughs> if you John just, Candy. If you just stop the movie when like with with uh, Steve Martin's realization, uh right, and then like and then you just like then you just go to the credits, right? You just skip over him bringing yeah, yeah. uh Del yeah, home right i'm just gonna yeah. fade the movie out when steve martin is is on the trade going away and we never have to learn anything more yeah. about this i this do think i mean i think I, like, in prison i do think it's so he should be in prison but also what, it is what weird is, can we determine how many years in prison should he be in you think alex the rest for of his life or or like what's a fitting punishment well, for john candy in this movie just for the shoes i think one year seems fair Perfect. Only one year in prison? He, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's endangering taking, people's lives. No, no, for taking off his shoes on an airplane. 
Okay, okay. so one year for, for that. The driving, I think that's probably five to seven for that level of five driving. Five to seven. Wow. Yeah, Alex is a huge guess. fan of the prison industrial complex. He's got yeah, a lot yeah, of money yeah, yeah. in it. <laughs> it's, why, it's why he's so interested about this cat, because he gets to lock the cat up in his house. He's all about... <laughs> You, okay, I, I mean, I haven't talked about him here. I don't Alex think Fred, I don't, I don't think Fred didn't know exist. why he was in prison, but he thought it was because he took his shoes off near Alex Falcone. I don't think people should be in prison. I think we should definitely, like, most people in prison should be let out right away. I think he should be thrown out of an airplane. That's what I think. If you take off your shoes on the airplane, you exit the airplane right then. That's my that's my rule. Yeah. You've you lost my... your right to being on an airplane. Can I tell you guys my favorite joke in this whole movie? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just ran, cut to that. Um, my favorite joke, my favorite type of jokes in movies are the ones when you don't see something happens. It just gives you the pieces for it and lets you imagine what happened in your head. So mm -hmm. there's a scene when he's on the bed and he pissed the quarters in and it starts tingling. Steve Martin's in the shower. Then it cuts to him getting into bed and he goes, um, sorry about the beer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into a little argument about how the beer exploded and he's sleeping in beer. It's you a very seen funny joke. But yeah, you it don't you don't see the beer explode. That was probably a scene probably they cut, shot yeah. but cut it out. But I just love it's it's just the movie gives you all the puzzle pieces and then that little comment and you completely understand what happened. And that's the yeah. stuff that like John Candy and Steve Martin are so good at delivering. There's a line totally. when they're in the back of the truck and he asks um how cold it is, and John Candy just goes one, um, <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. like this delivery. That yeah, dog, really that dog's acting that they just good paint with a bunch of white stuff and get him to yep. like look like he's frozen. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Good, good dog acting. Excellent this movie's got acting, some good stuff sure. in it, but yeah, it does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the I'll beer. Do I'll, let's do. Some. I have a couple of Alexis. I want to throw in a couple Alexis. Very very funny jokes to me. Uh, my favorite joke, uh, subtle thing, is my favorite. My my Alexi goes to the novel John Candy is reading on the airplane. He's reading Canadian erotica. Did you notice that? No. He's reading a book called The Canadian Mounted. Yeah. That's Whoa. funny. It's a that's great little good. touch. That's pretty and good. And that's a joke where I feel like that's probably the prop department's joke, not John Hughes's joke, but could yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just like. I mean, John Candy's Canadian. I could see him bringing it he, down. He can his own erotica for this shoot, for sure. I like that a lot. I I really did like the cab. Um, I thought the cab ride was very fun. And and it, yeah. And like, I, well, I I do really like the joke. He's proud of his town. You know, you don't see that that yeah. much these yeah, days. Yeah. It's a great joke for like driving him home the the yeah, long way that. at midnight. That's Larry Hankin, by the way, who uh, is in Breaking Bad. He he plays uh, yep. that old guy Joe. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked him. I thought he was fun. Um, and also I did really like Steve Martin's anecdote rant. Um, where. Um, because he's not, it's not even jokes, but he's just like very strong advice, which is not everything is an anecdote. You should have an idea of why it's interesting or amusing before you tell it. Like, right. I mm -hmm. do feel like a lot of people don't learn how to tell stories or be interesting. And I like, yeah. uh, I like that rant. It's very funny. Uh, it reminded yeah, me yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. I would never tell I anybody that. I don't like to hurt people's like, feelings. I'm with Steve Barton on this one, yeah. you know? I have a lot of respect <laughs> for like this movie easily could have been a PG a PG-13 movie. Oh, that's a good but point, they too. Go, I, I agree with this. Like, they, the scene is so important to John oh, Hughes, yeah. obviously, the, the fuck scene, scene, right? Yeah. That yeah. is, like, this movie has almost no other swearing in it. Nothing else yeah. really questionable. But he had this There's one no idea nudity. for a There's scene no that violence. Cost, them, yeah. cost them probably so much money by it being rated O because of this one scene. 
But I like. I it love is also that kind of amazing that you guns. can have a, mo- a movie with no violence and no nudity and no sex, and just be. It is rated R on the strength of one conversation. Yeah, if you say "fuck" enough in one conversation, it's straight R. I think that's really interesting. And yeah, it's well, a great, you know it's what a great the actual joke. rules are for fucks in movies, right? No, of course not. One, you one get, for no, PG thirteen. One not sex. You get one non-sexual fuck. Okay, okay, but if you say it in a sexual connotation, you immediately get an R rating. Oh. If you have more than two or two or more fucks in any movie, it's immediately R rated in America. Again, you can have like violence. You can have yeah, all yeah. Those other I'm stuff. gonna say I don't think I agree with that rule. Yeah, yeah. The I think MPA there's a lot of. I, I think the MPA might ridiculous. be insane. Yeah, I think that's really yeah, I think awful. It's fucking ridiculous too. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> you got him. You got him. Um, I want to do a, a, one more, like, uh, or actually two more little things that I um, that didn't that that I have. I take slight umbrage with, and then a lot that I want to go back to saying nicer things about it. Um, one thing that I do take slight umbrage with, which is that it is a four-hour drive from St. Louis to Chicago. And they switched drivers three times. Steve Martin fell very asleep. Uh, that is a very long scene. And then they get in a car accident and they go to the motel and he says, we're three hours from Chicago. <laughs> that was They changed drivers on that road trip three times in one hour. And Steve Martin fell, fell dead asleep in the one hour. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to Missouri? I have, Alex? yeah. You have, yeah. Well, I guess you're going there for your going show. Going back September second and third. Have you ever driven Missouri? Have you ever driven through Missouri? No, no, no I've only flown into it. Have, has it anybody bad? on this podcast ever driven nope. through Missouri? Nope. No, no. Okay. Well, I think that's what they were counting on. <laughs> <laughs> Just that right there. <laughs> well, so I thought I was like, okay, look, I happen to have. I mean, I happen to have Googled how long the drive is because I was thinking about going to Chicago right after I went to St. Louis. So like this, St. Louis, Chicago is one of the few drives in the country where I was like, I know how long this takes. And then, but you could be like, look, they were driving slow, and the, no, they get pulled over the cops going seventy eight. So oh, they were yeah. going quickly the whole time, and we're right. still managed to take that long to get Listen, there. The coastals don't know how close things are in the United States. They just true. have no idea. Very true. I mean, and well, you make and, the movies for the coastals, okay? Well, yeah. if you're on the West Coast, though, everything in the Midwest is closer than you'd imagine because, like, four hours yeah. is, like, from if you go north from San Francisco, four hours gets you goddamn nowhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, everything on the West Coast super spread out, yeah. Four hours east of Portland? Nothing. There's nothing there. Like you can right. drive for a very long time and get nowhere. So in the Midwest, the fact that four hours is pretty close. So this actually feels almost like a person from the the West Coast being like, "Ah, uh, Chicago to St. Louis. It must be a day. It must, it must take be a, a day's whole day." Drive. Yeah. yeah. You got to think again. In the original cut, they probably landed somewhere much further away, and so there was a bunch of other adventures in between. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when you cut all that out, it's just like, well, I got to they got to be driving. Uh, fudge the map. They're just driving bit, the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and not to mention that you know this this Chicago flight gets canceled mid flight, and the closest airport they can think of is Wichita. Like as if there's oh, no yeah, other airport around. Like there's you flew over so many airports to get to that Wichita airport, buddy. Like the, it's yeah, the, the pilot's just like, man, I really want to go to Wichita. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> Wichita? That's great. Yeah, the pilot's got family in Wichita. It was a good diversion. 
Um, also, there's there is the 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 joke that I remembered that we talked about a little bit last week about them in bed, and I do think it is weird how fragile masculinity was in the '90s or in the oh, '80s. Yeah. That it's it like is. every movie had to have one joke where they're like, well, "We we couldn't be gay. That it's would be crazy." Because we, we fixed masculinity in the last like you know like couple decades, though, right? Yeah, guys? Think, that's, guys, that's, it's not a thing at all cool. anymore. <laughs> I I do um, no. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of problems, with it, but the I, the fact that the joke is just wouldn't it be crazy yeah like the there is no joke beyond it is unthinkable to kiss a man's ear if you two mm. are a man like I mean, that right. is just so right weird. it's right. also not fun to think that you know that a stranger you know is using you as pillows that's not fun no, either I, totally yeah. totally right. it, but the it's actually it's actually not that part it's the line before it when he's like do you want to take a shower and he goes <laughs> you oh, what yeah, do you yeah, think yeah, i yeah, am yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely got that panicky stuff yeah, yeah. in it that's just uh, like uh really cringe i i do well, want to admit though that i think because i was side-eyeing it um while it was happening it did make me laugh the line where he's like just they switched to talking about the game, even though that's still consistent yeah. with that joke, yep. which is annoying. But for some reason, that surprised me and well, that, that made me laugh. <laughs> so I think that is a perfect moment for me of this, where I feel like generally a lot of the stuff about this movie is not a kind of movie I enjoy. It's mostly like cringy funny, which is not a kind of funny that I have a lot of fun with. But that scene is the perfect example of like, I hate this joke. But yeah. John Candy and Steve Martin are so goddamn talented and so right. fun together that despite that distaste, I see them being delightful. Right. Well, right. yeah. And also, we, you know, we kind of got off lucky because, you know, John Hughes, for how much of a sort of like a classic and seminal figure he was for like 80s and 90s, like his movies have some real questionable shit in it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, this could have been yeah. a lot worse. <laughs> Especially like Pretty in Pink has a whole character that's just this, you know, wacky Asian character. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff mm. that I think that kind of like, you know, that it's, you know, it's interesting that he never got a chance because, you know, he famously sort of walked away from all of this. Um, you never really got a chance to kind of like grow and change with like as culture changed. Mm. Like he still ghost wrote a bunch of stuff, but he he didn't like take credit for it. He wasn't nearly as involved, you know. Like it is, it is interesting what a what it would have been like if he was you know one had more investment in like making movies or eventually making movies that kind of like dealt with the stuff that he did in the eighties. But you interesting. Know, he, he like famously, you know, John Candy dying and a bunch of other stuff sort of happening around that time made him think like, fuck Hollywood, fuck movie making. I'm just going to go back to Chicago and live my life, you know, with my family. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Um, but, OK, so one now the, the main thing that I, I feel about this movie um, that I think is like different than I would have thought in the 80s and different than I would have thought as a kid is I, I travel a lot currently. And it is shocking how much it's like this. Like how, I mean, obviously this is a joke version of it, but just how much travel has not gotten better since 1987 is really mm -hmm. amazing. The, just his airport, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a pre 9-11 movie and pre 9-11 airports are so wild where someone shows up two minutes before the flight and is like, <laughs> I might make it if I run. Like it's so <laughs> hilarious. Um, but like, other than that, like almost most of the stuff he deals with is like re would not shock me right now. Like a plane, like uh, several things, like the airline bumping him from his seats 
the airline lying to his face and not saying it's canceled when everyone in the airport right. knows that it's canceled. Yeah, like, you haven't canceled I, it yet, so you don't get anything out of it. Um, the rental cars say like sending you to a very far away parking lot and the car not being where they said it was right, happened right. to me last week. Like wow. this is still all happening. Not all very like, relevant. Most of it. The bus has not like Greyhound buses are not better than they were in 1987. Probably worse actually. Cause that makeout yeah, couple the, is no the longer on there. Kid running up and down with a helmet on and two blow things is the most accurate thing to yes. massive Greyhound bus. Yeah. You can think of. I mean, it's kind of demoralizing, actually, how much of this, how much this movie still feels like modern air travel. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, okay. So, yes, I think that the, they captured like the, the powerlessness, I guess, in very difficult circumstances when you have a time pressure. But the thing that's very different is that we basically have like these, like, I don't know, I'd say like pocket, like, um, like narcotics, like, you know, uh, at all times, where it's like, well, I don't actually have to be that present for this situation. Uh, if mm. YouTube people know that I'm holding up a phone right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, other people were so confused as yeah, to yeah. what you could yeah, possibly be like referring to. Have, like you know, our heroin kit at all times, so it's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys know that little, the little zipper leather kit that you keep all your yeah. heroin in from Pulp Fiction. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah. Certainly, that has helped. Although that's actually added to the weirdness that airlines will lie to you. That I will get text messages from the airline saying the flight has been delayed, and the people at the gate will still say it's leaving on time. And you like. I'm getting information from your boss faster than you are by several minutes. And uh, I mean, also like this, they'll still lie to you by text. Like you can be at a gate and there is no airplane and you're 10 minutes before your flight's supposed to leave. And they'll be like, we're going to delay this by five minutes. Like you're not getting a plane in here, unloading it and loading us in those five extra minutes. You're lying to my face right Right. now. Yeah. I uh I had this experience recently this year where um I was experiencing delays on a flight, but the way that the delays were working, instead of it being like one big delay, oh yeah, it was every twenty minutes they would delay it just a little bit more, oh, and that happened for like five hours. Like it was, I, I just spent all day at the airport just yeah, being like, was... okay, I understand. Like it's gonna be a while. Yeah. Just say it's gonna be a long no, time. No, like the thing is, this to me. they do delay edging so that when they finally do the big <laughs> delay, it really feels good. You Very know, satisfying. Yeah, you really you gotta like slowly just kind of tease oh, it. Out, yeah, you know? building up yeah. the delay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. I, uh, I, I that definitely happened to me recently as well, and I I assume that there's some policy that I am getting screwed over on, where if they delay mm-hmm. it two hours or something, they have to compensate. Yeah, me. they like get in trouble, but, so yeah. they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you like TikTok famous enough that you could just be like, look at this bullshit yeah. and then immediately come yeah. out and you're like, Can't you talk about it, Alex? Here's first class for you. Can't I know you so many people who are more famous than me who's like half of their Twitter is complaining about flight delays, especially this summer, because the, the, yeah. the, the air travel world's been so broken and it does not it does not work. Although we did have I, I was able to solve a problem with KLM when I went to Europe where they were um uh, really screwing over my mom on her flight and they ignored her emails and the chat thing wasn't working on their website and their help thing didn't work on the website and I tweeted about it and they moved me to DMs so that no one would see it and then they were able to fix it um, by wow. DMs and so there are still things that are better as they're like the Twitter help desk is occupied and the regular help desk is not but it does I feel guilty like other people are not being helped who are having the same problem. Right. And they're instead putting their resources into the mm. one where it's public. So it feels dirty, but not too dirty that I wouldn't take oh. it. Do you guys Positive carry anything on you daily that if you needed to hawk it for a hotel room 
would actually be worth it. Like, I, I, unfortunately, I, I wear the exact. Apple. I wear that same exact watch John Candy has. I wear the, yeah. like I wear that silver Casio most days, and I also have a gold colored Casio of the same kind. Yeah. And I know that's not worth it. If it wasn't worth a hotel room in 87, it's definitely not now. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't have anything now, yeah. on me yeah. that I would could just be like, here, take Even this. Even Apple Watch could probably cover it. Yeah. yeah, but... That's worth yeah, though, I think that's, that's, that's worth the something. one. Yeah. And that's it, probably worth more. Because the thing about like a, if it was like a like a Rolex or something, like a fancy-ass watch, not that useful for everybody. Mm. Not everybody's yeah. going to be able to get good money from it. And I've, in a, an Apple Watch, you could use it. You could like it. You just have to reset it, you know, get it, whatever the thing to do so you can't report it as stolen. But mm-hmm. I think that's probably it. I do. I would love to have done that someday. The offering a watch to get something is really badass yeah. move that I've seen in movies a lot and I've never gotten to do out loud. Um, that does seem Can fun. I, so I, I, um, I, I don't know how much more we got to do, but I got, I got to get you, you guys' up, opinions yeah. on one more thing. So I was something else I was thinking about with, um, you know, one of the things about John Hughes is his sort of like love affair and growing up and living in Chicago, right? Chicago is in every single one of his movies, as far as I'm aware, right? And there's a lot of directors like this who have like a city attached to their work, right? I was yeah. wondering if anyone had like a famous director and like a city as like a collaborative pair that you like, right? So you have like, Obviously, like you know, M. Night Shyamalan with Philadelphia, um, John Hughes with I, this uh, is not Chicago. a director, but I, you know, I do, you know, um, all of the uh, what all of the Stephen King horrible things yeah, happen in Maine. the same ma- part of Maine, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like Kevin Smith, like a lot in Jersey, I want to say, Kevin Smith in Jersey, Woody Allen's most of his movies take place in New York, and yeah, you have to New exclude York. New York and LA because that's yeah. not fair, but. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a cool thing to do, and I also understand it from like a writing perspective, where it's like a lot of the time the story you're writing does not need to be in any particular city. So write a city where you know the names of the streets already. Right. Like what? Yeah. A, and then you just and then you get a thing out of it. What a great deal! But yeah, I'm always just, interested yeah. by like the like M Night Shyamalan, who most of his movies don't take place in uh, Philly. Like a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. But he still mm-hmm. shoots them there because that's where he lives and he wants uh, to be able cool, to go yeah, home yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's smart. a lot of like Philly standing in for other cities and sure, other places yeah, yeah. in like the that. world. That's right? cool. Which I, I like that as well. Being like, no, and I then mean, it makes this makes me like even more the line where the with the cab driver where John Candy says like he takes pride in his city. Yeah. yeah John Waters in Baltimore. Or oh, I mean yeah. what's really interesting is when you have like two artists who film the same like to compare like John Waters' Baltimore versus um oh my god, well, I can't think of his name. The guy who did the wire and we built the city. Mm-hmm. David Simon. Uh-huh. David Simon. David Simon, who doesn't direct a lot of the stuff but writes it, but all of his yeah. stuff takes place in Baltimore as well. Not all and of you it, have yeah. like these yeah, yeah. two very different versions of the same city, but just through a different yeah, that's cool. lens, you know? Well, I like that too because I uh because we I've watched enough David Simon stuff and the, the casting director that they work with, the Baltimore casting director they person, um, is the name of uh of uh is Stephen Carter, who is the name of a frequent guest on our show. And mm. so every time we see it, we're like, hey, good job, Steven. And uh, and then I we found it in another movie that we did not. We just saw it in the credits and we recognized the casting director. Was like, I wonder if this is set in Baltimore. And it fucking was. And yeah. it was a really fun, fun little game. Uh, so this is that's a good, 
this is a good writing hack then also if you think about it, where it's like you think of a city that doesn't have any place you know like no no one no one's ever paying any attention to it and be like you know what i'm gonna make my universe there and like make sure they have good tax credits for filming in case that happens yeah, uh, yeah. and then it's like hey like we didn't have a lot of people who love us but now now this whole like uh i don't know uh slasher universe is set in our city and now there's like we got the little tours whole like yeah, pop-up yeah. industry yeah, you can't you can't really provide a little economic boost to your town too. Yeah, um, I mean right, you can have... do to a town what Peter Jackson literally did for the country of New Zealand yeah. when he moved when he filmed Lord of the Rings there and completely changed like yeah most um, of the okay. country and brought huge right. film industry there. We have we have some business to do now, so let's move on from that. So now we have to rank from one to twenty six as the greatest film Ooh. of all time. Where does planes, trains, uh, no comma, and automobiles fall for you? on that list anthony was there a section of the list you'd like to see to hear read yeah yeah let's g- give me like five to 15 that's so many iron giant Ten. is currently sitting at five through one floor of the cuckoo's nest good bad ugly batman unforgiven apollo 13 michael clayton out of sight dead ringers battleship patampkin and the taking of pelham one two three that's All five right, through so, ten. I think that's a good good guess already. I yeah, see where you're going. With like it's in there. Well, I I definitely okay. I will give you this one, Alex. This is not as good as Apollo 13. This yeah. is the no. first movie we've done in a while. Oh, I know. Which I will honestly, say thing is, is yeah. no Apollo 13. Um, well, I also think this is not this, as though, good this... as taking a felon. Okay, yeah, that's um, what I think. So too. give me give me eleven through fifteen. Michael Clayton, Out of Sight, Dead Ringers, Battleship Tampkin, and Pelham. So wait, Felum is fifteen below. Pelham. Yeah, yeah, and then in the cut is sixteen. Yeah, in the cut is sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. In, in the cut, uh, sixteen. Princess Diaries seventeen. Uh, Zizu is uh, eighteen. It's probably you probably have well. And then I will say Cable Guy is nineteen, which I think is our highest ranked comedy. Yeah, I would put I this um, before the Princess Diaries. That's going to be my. You say my above Princess Diaries. So yes, be, yeah. one above that. Great. Uh, I would say one below in the cut. Which I actually think might be the same thing that Anthony just said. That is, yeah, that's the same. Okay, that's, that's in that <laughs> one between of, sixteen yeah, and seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So the, the new seventeen. The new seventeen. The new seventeen. Um, that's the yeah. that's what people constantly say about my new lifestyle brand. It's the new seventeen. <laughs> um, Ezra, what do you think? I I think I'm actually putting this probably the same place where I put um, uh, Endgame, which is thirteenth. So this is right below uh, Out of Sight for me. So I'm doing for the math right now. I'm trying to do the halves because you're putting them between something. So I'm saying this okay. is two sixteen and a halfs and one twelve and a half to put it in yeah. that. I mean, That's I fair. think we're in, I think we're in the right area for sure. Um, um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this a little less than Pelham. In the cut, I didn't like, but I should have. And Princess Diaries, I didn't like, but I should have. <laughs> um so this feels like that's in the right area. You know, I'm gonna say 16.5 as well. I think that's a good this is like the this most is a pretty tight clustering, had. guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really we is. Mostly have agreed. Um and it, you know that gives us a 15.5 average that... ranking. Actually, Ezra, do you want to change your vote so that just you know this is like our only opportunity to maybe yeah. all pick the exact same spot if you I'm would gonna just, say like... I, want, I want this to be honest, so I'm gonna say instead you said twelve and a half, which brings us to an average score of fifteen point five, which means planes, trains, and automobiles is the new sixteenth best movie of all time. Now um, wait, is next... it above in the cut? Did it is did now that above mean in yes. the cut? Ugh. 
Sorry. Well, that's because one person liked it way more. Um, or like these other things less. Ezra, this is your fourth in the completed movie. You're way yes. out in the lead in number of completed movies. Can we do, um, can for, we do scores? Can we, can completing this, you score zero points. Um, <laughs> what does that do to our score? All right, well, so before it was Hunter in second place, 11. Alex, second place, 11. Anthony, second place, 11. And Ezra, first place with 12. I'm going to actually right. divvy up the points. Uh, so Hunter, <laughs> you get zero points. Alex gets zero also. Yes. Anthony, oh, nice. my man, I'm not leaving behind. You get zero. And I would get the remaining zero. Yes, yes, yes. Because we all got the same number of points, uh, the the ratios stay the same. Hold on, let me read it out, though. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, Hunter in second place, uh, 11. Alex, second place, 11. Anthony, second place, 11. And Ezra. Wow. Another week in a row. Sole possession of first place, 12 points. I mean, you're going to have it for a bit, I think. At least the rest of this round. Ezra, what is your fifth goal movie of this season? So, actually, I need to ask a question for this. (laughs) <laughs> no, this no is no way that right now you were like, I need something that's a complicated rules violation. No, is... So, After so what we've been through going forward, would I score points if it if it had a Kevin Bacon in it? Oh, I, 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 think I want you cannot I want... reset to a Kevin Bacon movie. Here's, Kevin here's Bacon the, can be here, in it, let, but you can't I'll, use I'll the Kevin Bacon reset to get to it. Because I've been thinking about this for yeah. a little bit. Let's hear it. If we allow Kevin ba- Bacon picks. Then that is the optimal strategy, and we should all only yes. pick Kevin Bacon movies. There's no to. reason to pick any movie that mm. isn't a Kevin Bacon movie. Right. And I think that is the reason that we should not allow Kevin Bacon picks because. So I would say, that, so no let me ask you this though, as a modifier though. on that, you could pick a Kevin Bacon movie, but you can't use your Kevin Bacon reset to go to your movie. Is that too complicated? Is there a reason to make the rule that, or just well, say no movies my, with Kevin Bacon can my be picked? No Kevin Bacon movies sound like is, a, like a good enough rule. I love it. Look, okay, great. Alex, look, Alex, as someone who's mm-hmm. been a vegetarian for a very, very long time, <laughs> I, I, I know you, you understand. Bacon, yeah, I know you understand how often bacon can just pop up in something you're not <laughs> expecting, right? <laughs> so that's my biggest fear: is accidentally picking a movie. That I don't even know has bacon in it. You know what I mean? But we'll What's just be my there. philosophy on that as a vegetarian is if I get something and I didn't know there was bacon in it, I just don't talk about it. Because like yeah. I can't yeah. give it back at that point. I can't like put the bacon back on a pig. So I'm just like, I'm you just going to shut up. I'm not gonna, be fucked up I, hate, I also don't believe in wasting food. So I'm just going to eat it and shut up. Or I'm going to push the bacon to the side because I can't really get myself to eat it. But I don't want to hurt anybody. Or I'll try to give it to someone at the table. So I think you just have to be like, if you do that, we just don't acknowledge Kevin's in it. We just ignore oh, the bacon. Wow. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have moved to it either via right. reset or anything else. Okay. Right, because you didn't know he was there, so you couldn't have yeah. done it. Okay. Um, then th- th- that that seems all fair. Uh, then the second question I have. No, no, no this is this is not a hard one. This is not a hard one. I'm just. Um, how many people sure. here have seen the movie Brick? I have oh, seen I think it. I did. You the Ryan Johnson movie? Yeah, yeah. So I think Alex, I think I watched it with you at one point, and that's how I'm, so I don't I don't care seeing it again. Then well, in I, that case, um, I think I saw it a couple of years ago to yeah. discuss on here, but not as the main like as our like. What have you watched this week? I think okay. I talked about it. It's a good um, movie. Then I know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, in a long time. I love it a lot. Uh, then then I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm going for. Uh, I'm gonna align my destiny with Hunter. I'm gonna pick Hero. <gasps> yes. Yes. Mm. All right. This rules. Uh, <laughs> um, this is from 2002. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a cool movie. It's yeah, a, it's a cool, cool movie. Cool, cool it's the one with movie. Jet Li in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it's uh-huh. directed is this, by. Um, this is one that has a an actor in common with Hunter. 
Yeah, yeah it's so got Tony it's in it. Yeah, Tony Leung. Uh and I I like this one a lot. Uh this is a real this one uh yeah, I feel like I must have seen it while I was in college. It's yeah, gorgeous. I, I saw feel like, this like, when it opened mm-hmm. on the big screen. Uh, That's so really I was cool. such a fan of like Crouching Tiger and sort of Wushu movies at this point. And this was like the one that got like a big theatrical release in the world yeah. of Crouching Tiger. So I remember seeing this there. I'm excited about like, it. This is awesome. Um, this is yeah, really, real cool. It, this is like this is just a breathtakingly beautiful movie, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, well, so, I do uh, also like because Hunter threatened to destroy you um, yeah. based on your play last yeah. week. So you, by attaching yourself to him, you no, might yeah, now, be playing good prevent we're defense. Besties. Although no, we're we're good now. We're good. You got, yeah, yeah, you're okay now. But if he does anything yeah. wrong, but also remember he threatened to destroy you by win making me instead of you. Well, here's so, the thing. Here's the you, thing. Yeah. What what this is the perfect move because. You've bound our destiny. There's no way to take it back now. So we we have to work <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. There's no Turner. It, this is a full on commitment. You know. And honestly, Hero has a real kind of crossover cast as well. So there's a lot of ways. For Same us to get cinematographer in Hero. Hero as in Happy Together, which Ooh, I love. That's awesome. He is also my favorite incredible. cinematographer. Also, I, what you've uh, done is right now all four of the movies that people have uh, as their goal movies. I'm interested in seeing, which is powerful. Good. Yeah, I'm not that's upset cool. about anything. What was your and movie, Alex? All in a, uh, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh yes, but these that are also so good. These yeah. are also in a five year. Yeah, it's all really from 97 cluster. to 2002. So it's a tight grouping. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to be playing in a lot of the... Uh, there's a possibility of this having an exciting finish. Um, yeah. Lastly, or well, lastly, for this segment, and then one more thing, Anthony, what are we going to watch next? You've had an hour to come up oh, with a shit. movie to watch. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> shit. Oh, God, I got it. Oh, God. Hunter, stall for me. Hunter, stall for me, baby. Hunter, uh, no, I can't. Um, I can't wait. What are you going to do? No, you nailed it. Uh, I think I had talked about it before. I had even said when we were talking about this movie before, I should rewatch that again. So you are right. Let's just do fucking Bowfinger. Bowfinger. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Let's do Bowfinger. It'll be a good time. On is on. <laughs> <laughs> is that the tagline of the movie? Yeah, it is the tagline of the movie. That's, That's funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Bowfinger from 1999. We're in the right time period. Um, yeah. I haven't yeah. checked actors for this, and I, I don't know Whoa, what I can do I with it. I did not know who directed I did not know that Frank, Frank Oz directed right? That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what else, we have to, what, what else do we have to go off? <laughs> that's funny. We have Steve Martin, we, which we won't be able to use. We have Eddie Murphy, Heather Graham. Christine Berinsky, Terrence John Stamp. Cho. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. Pretty cool. Jamie good Kennedy. LA movie. Yeah. yeah. Robert Downey Jr. We can get back to the MCU, guys. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. More <laughs> well, Marvel, won't. please. Um, we're definitely going to go somewhere in Jamie Kennedy. That's what we're going to do is watch more Jamie Kennedy movies. I can't can't wait to see more Jamie Kennedy after this. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, you want so, Son of the Mask, finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lastly, I have two uh, emails I want to read. Uh, you can send us an email always uh, podcast at read dash weep.com um this one actually came in from a from the patreon so this is from meat buddy jonathan who says i'm not sure how this is useful but i think i can hear why you guys as in everybody but me gets away with hating avengers but alex does not it's because they don't rate it particularly highly as a movie but you don't seem to consider it a movie at all <laughs> yeah um 
which I appreciate, Jonathan, as somebody trying to maybe understand what's happening or why it's going on this way. I don't. I don't think of it as a movie. I think of it as a sporting event of all sports together. Um, but you also say way. things like uh, people who enjoy that are not the same species as I am, yeah. which also that's not what I said. But I do understand how you could be I'm pretty sure that's about exactly that. what you what said. said. That's, that's what you said last week. That's what you said. John Candy in this movie is a bad person. Right? These are recorded, and people okay, okay, can. So hear it's them. funny you say that it's recorded, but we had a discussion about the Kevin Bacon rules, and then when we were trying to remember, we all agreed to not go back and find out. So right. it's recorded, but yeah. that would require an amount of listening that none of us are willing to do. So oh my god. Guys, I have to tease this. Sorry. We are now within one move of Happy Together after Bowfinger. You mean oh, yeah. I You're right. pick Happy Together next week? No, you can pick Slinger. Uh, no. That would let two movies. Picks. Or two moves. Yeah. 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 Wait, what movie is in between? Ro- Robert Downey Jr. was in uh, Eros with uh, Chang uh, Chen. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. So there we go. Um, and then the other email I want to read is from Jay. Uh, who Jay, uh, longtime listener of the show, uh, longtime writer, you may remember as a meat buddy, was a flanken. And uh, Jay what? Uh, sent, what don't worry say? about it. Don't worry about it. Um, Jay sent in, there was a time when we were doing meat buddies where new meat buddies got assigned a specific kind of meat. Oh, okay. And Jay asked to be a flanken. And so we are allowing them that courtesy for the rest of the time that they are meat buddies and beyond. Um, so, Jay wrote in an incredible number of new cards. Uh, so the deck oh, okay. before we redraw is going to be um, padded out significantly. And there's too many good ones to read, but I'm going to put almost all of these that don't already exist in our lineup. I'm going to put in. There's a couple that were duplicates, but um, uh, one uh, is to travel by anybody's job where the job does not get an Oscar, <laughs> which I think is very fun. Oh, um gosh. There's something in the same release year. Just travel by year. Oh um, man. Also travel oh. by studio, but not but not studio of distribution, only of studio that actually created it. Production. Um, production. Um travel by exact Rotten Tomatoes score. And then if we go real wild, um uh, a card called New Choice, where whatever somebody did, any action or any uh pick, anything where they make a pick. Uh, target movie, next movie, turn order, playing a card. You can say new choice and play this card, and that person has to do the same move but a different result. So, like, mm-hmm. still is the same a, person picking, pick a different thing. Um, uh, there's a there's a power card now called Bad Math. When scores are being tabulated to rank the movie, this card can be played to force a rounding error of your choice up, wow. up or down one position. So, once the movie is put on the list of the best movies of all time, you can adjust it by one position. In either direction. Um, mm. What else do I want to do? Oh, I like this. Okay, field goal, which is where you award three points to any player other than yourself. You just get to give okay. someone a field goal. Um, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's how field goals work, right? Wait, wait, wait. But this card that's may only be played. The the game. This may be only played during one of Alex's summaries. Oh my gosh! Whoa! So some of these don't have the, 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 the. A lot of our cards don't say when they're playable. This one is only playable. You gotta get that during a summary. You can give somebody three points. Um, I like that. Well, and if you pair it with the take it back card, you can get it to, to, to get points away from that, right? So you could be like the new choice one. So he's like, sorry, you actually can't give twi- the, the field goal to that person. You have to give it to yes, someone you else. You have instead. to continue to do the field goal, but you can't give it to the same person. That's interesting. Um, I, okay, two more that I want to read that I really enjoy. Um, one is Read It and Weep Classic, where you play this card at any point and, and it immediately ends the news segment. 
Uh, <laughs> lightning bonus round. Once that's played, the movie discussion has to immediately start with a compliment sandwich, like the original read it and leave format. <laughs> oh my God. And then lastly, um, the card, Complete Misunderstanding. Play this card to force one player to watch the porn parody of the movie you are oh watching this week instead of the right. actual movie. Um, right. that's I love this. Can we can we um get pick three cards next round instead of two? I was going to say I think that's probably a good idea, and There's I we have some things. more new ones in our in our Discord too, and I'm open to more. I love the cards that are not just on the movie picking; those are fun powers. Hmm. So yeah, I think three cards are in order next time just to keep mixing it up. Um, I assume there's an Avengers Endgame porn parody although the one oh, for sure there's, um, there's an avengers easily. endgame of avengers endgame porn parodies you know when uh, all the, uh, the different porn movies come together and all fun um, what is it called though guys what do you think uh, oh mm. i mean i assume it's rear endgame oh that's pretty good oh uh, yeah that's pretty mm. easy yeah, rare well, this is easy. I was the, you, I'm the only one who thought of it. Give well, me I just, some. I, I, no, I, I, don't have good, I'm I'm sorry, Alex. I don't have a good mind for that kind of stuff. It's not really <laughs> yeah. like my jam. So, <laughs> all right, like um, and that's going to end discussion right there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. As discussed, we are going to be watching Bowfinger from 1999, traveling good via Steve Martin. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the the year of movies. Um, the real year of movies um you can send us more power cards podcasts at readdashweep.com we would love to have them i love cards that are not just about picking but uh, affect other portions of the show and add chaos we're definitely at that point in the game where we need it um and we really appreciate all of the meat buddies uh, who support the show and we appreciate everybody who watches on youtube where you get bonus content such as ezra going when somebody <laughs> makes a joke <laughs> Nor actually the face he just made when I made an impression of him. So that was the bonus content you only get from seeing it. Um, all that. That's uh, youtube.com slash Alex Falcone. And uh, of course, you can see me in St. Louis on September 2nd and 3rd. Um, you can also see me in Portland Meet on September in 1st. Louis. And uh, Seattle on August 28th. All of that and more. AlexFalcone.ninja. And we really appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Uh, Anthony, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. Hunter, thanks for playing. Thank you. And Ezra, um, thanks for introducing us to the rear end game. That, that's what I'm going to get credit for. That's the best thing you have. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Give me a tombstone, buddy. Don't, don't love that. Bye.